Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. And we are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Well, uh, a tremendous weekend passed in the Premier League. We're going to talk about that because uh, I was not on the air with you the last couple of days uh, due to some personal reasons. Um, We need to talk about it. Plus, of course, we have... Champions League that's just finished for the midweek, and we need to discuss that as well. And we have upcoming Champions League. So we've got a lot to talk about. We do have a match on Friday that we're going to preview in the Prem. Let's look back and see how I did in terms of my picks that I gave you on Friday for the weekend. I'll say it was a mixed bag. I had a couple of good ones, but look. There were some really surprise results, so we're going to talk about them here on World Soccer Radio. I'd like to welcome to the show not only those listening on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, but also our men and women in uniform who are tuning in courtesy of the American Forces Network. Great to have you guys with me. I do hope you'll make me a regular part of your week. I'm with you every weeknight. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, for all you early birds, uh, I am on at 9 p.m. No, midnight. I'll get it right. Anyway, it's been a long time. Midnight Pacific, thank you. Midnight Pacific, uh, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, that is on Sports Overnight America. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just getting really old. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, anyhow, uh, that's when you can find me. And you can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, on Facebook, facebook.com, uh, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Look, Liverpool are in meltdown mode, despite a, a good result midweek against Red Bull Leipzig. We're going to talk about it all, because I think we need to look at this title race, and we all need to stand up and say, it's over, it's done, let's get it out. Congratulations to Man City. They have won and will win the title. I don't see anybody catching them because they have the number one thing that you got to have, and that is consistency. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Look, uh, you know, the Super Bowl is now far behind us, and uh, we got NBA and college basketball, a whole bunch of great sports, uh, NHL, of course. <clears throat> and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, of course, the Premier League and the Champions League and Ligue 1 and the Europa League and all the great football going on globally. If you want to place a wager or two, there is no place that I recommend more than betonline.ag. They've got everything you may want from totals and money lines. They've got great prop bets. Great prop bets, bets by the way. Uh, plus, uh, they do reality shows. <laughs> um, uh, they've got a fantastic casino. They've got a poker room. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Head over there, see all of the great offers 
uh, they've got right now you can get a 50 percent sign up bonus over at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts uh, trust me that's where i do my sports betting and you should do yours there as, as well as i like to tell you always though be sure please bet responsibly make it entertainment not a lifestyle then everyone will be happy uh look the Premier League after this weekend, and in the next segment, I'm going to break down, uh, take a look at the breakdown I gave you on Friday, and we'll see how I did. And I have to say, it was a really a mixed bag after having an incredible prediction run midweek, a rubbish prediction run the previous match week. Uh, I'm sort of back to fair to middling. I usually am very good, but quite frankly, the Premier League has been nothing short of a surprise league this season. Uh, you only have to do is look at some of the results. I mean, let's just pick Sunday's results, for example. Now, West Brom, Man United 1-1 at the Hawthorns. Uh, a team on fire versus a team going down the toilet at the 1-1. Hello, uh, you tell me who predicted that. Fulham, one of the worst teams in the league, going to Goodison Park and beating Everton 2-0. A shocker, shocker result. And, of course, Liverpool going to the KP, losing 3-1 to Leicester. You know, okay, Leicester, a by far better team than any others we're talking about, of course, and above Liverpool on the table. But, you know, in if all things were functioning normally, Liverpool should wipe the floor with Leicester or, or at least not give up three points, which they did. So the shockers are coming fast and furious. We're going to talk about the meltdown at Liverpool. We're going to talk about the meltdown at Spurs. Discuss how long do you think Jose Mourinho has got left there at this current pace and run of results. This is a team that is in a tailspin of death. And, you know, I don't know... I, I you know. <laughs> I don't know that Jose Mourinho can actually afford another season of underperformance. I mean, if you remember at the uh, middle of December, Spurs had lost one match all season and they were flying high, top of the table. And from match day 12 to 23, in their following 11 match days, they've lost six games and drawn two. They've only won three games in the following 11 match days after they were top of the table. That is a meltdown. By the way, they're not alone in meltdowns. Liverpool, absolute meltdown. Lost five matches in the last seven after being top of the table. Are you seeing a trend here? You should be. You know, Man United, struggle, struggle, struggle. Since... Uh, November, they went on a run, an incredible run, from uh, November, match day seven, all the way to match day 20, when they lost to Sheffield United. So look, and since then, they've won one in the last five. So it's a streaky, streaky season. The team that is going to win the league, hands down, simple, very, you, you, you don't need uh, to be a rocket scientist for me to tell you this, uh, but the team that is going to win the league is the team that has the most consistency. And if we apply the Ray Roscoe um, matrix to that, that's clearly Manchester City. Yeah, they had a rough start to the season, but what does rough mean in Manchester City terms? You know, rough means in the first nine games, they only won four of them. They lost two, they drew three. 
I mean, that is to everybody in the world out there a, a terrible start to the season for City. You know, struggling, struggling, culminating in that 2-0 loss at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to Tottenham. Uh, they were middle table. But you have to ask yourself why. Well, they were tired, no doubt. They had injuries, absolutely. They had De Bruyne out. They had um, Jesus was out. Um, they had a whole bunch of players out, and it was affecting them very badly. But when you say very badly, what does that mean? Well, they lost two games in the first eight. Woohoo! If, by, by any yardstick of this season, that is an outstanding result. But look, I've said this before. The main thing about Manchester City, the thing that is has been their lifeblood and saviour, has been on the defensive side of the football this season. Man City are usually, usually a team that outscore everybody. They're not outscoring United. They're real close to Liverpool. They're close to Leicester. You know, there are some teams that are, they're close-ish to Leeds. That's close-ish, nine, nine goals off. But I mean, they're not running away with the goal scoring. What they are running away with is the defensive side of the football. And when they were unable to score earlier in the season, and we were all questioning, you know, were they going to make, were they going to have some signings? Was Guardiola tired? Was he going to leave? Was he going to quit? Had he had enough? Yada, yada, yada. Typical, typical, you know, pundit uh, overreaction. They were very quietly grinding out those results and not conceding goals. And it, 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 I just want you to take in for a minute how astounding this defensive record that Manchester City have is. The next team in the league with the next best defensive record has conceded nine more goals. Those two teams are Aston Villa and Chelsea. Think about that for a minute. Liverpool have conceded almost twice as many goals, more than twice as many goals as City. Same thing with United. Tottenham are the one team that defensively, you know, if it wasn't for Tottenham's only conceding 25 goals in the season, God knows where they would be. But it's consistency, folks. It's consistency. And it's a lack of consistency that has hurt all the teams. Liverpool in particular. Five of the last seven have been losses. That's bad. You've got to stay consistent. You've got to keep the momentum. You've got to get the results when you get them. And if you're unable to knock the ball in the back of the net, which in the Premier League is the single most important thing you can do, you've got to make damn sure you're not conceding goals at the back. And when City had the one problem, the other one adjusted. When Liverpool's front three were not scoring, the back line were leaking goals. When the back line were leaking goals, the front three weren't scoring. The balance was totally off. Now, they made a couple of moves in January. We'll see how uh, they bet in. Uh, today in the Champions League was certainly a better showing from Liverpool. We're going to talk about Liverpool when we come back. That's worthy of a little bit of time in and of itself. But right now, I don't see anybody catching Manchester City.
you show me a team in the league, and again, Manchester City, since November, since that defeat to Tottenham Hotspur, when we were all, you know, looking at the future of Pep Guardiola and thinking about, you know, the end of the world if you're a City supporter and it's time for a refresh and the team is tired and, you know, all the things that we like to overreact to. Wow, unbeaten. They have not lost in all of that time. All right, I have to go to break. Let's come back with more right here on World Soccer Radio. One, two, three, four. Ah, yes, the show that does play the New York Dolls, the Velvet Underground, the Dead Kennedys, Gang of Four, the Dickies, Motorhead, the Stooges, Sham 69, X, The Clash, you know, the Stranglers, Tom Robinson Band is our theme song, you know, all the good stuff if you are from my era and uh, you grew up in the various continents that I did, that is uh, the music that you would like, so... Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. At Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, lots to get to. We're talking about consistency in the Premier League, which is the key to winning this grind of a competition. A 38-game season home and away, COVID, if you're one of the top teams and you've got European obligations, you've either got Europa League or Champions League, uh, whether or not you are, you have that, if you're domestic, uh, if you're if you're in the league, you're still going to play FA Cup and the, uh, and the League Cup, I mean, a lot of matches to get to. It favours the teams with the bigger money, with the bigger squads, with the ability to rotate. Of course, COVID has thrown all of that for a bit of a loop. Not only in the fact that we've had situations where teams have had, you know, myriads of players that are not playing because of COVID, or teams that have suffered an undue amount of injuries due to the fact that their players are playing so many more matches than perhaps they would normally play within a compressed time frame and that's resulting in injuries i mean if we look at the current injury table and and, and i'll take a look at it right now i mean some of these teams are it's just incredible how many injuries they have in point of fact the team right now suffering the most number of injuries unsurprisingly unsurprisingly is leeds united with eight and the way Leeds play, the pace they play, the physicality of the game, I'm not surprised. I mean, they've got everyone from Robin Koch to uh, Pavedo Ocampo to Forshaw. Machado's injured. Calvin Phillips injured. Diego Llorente's injured. I mean, the injuries at a team like Leeds are catastrophic. The injuries for a team like Liverpool, if you look at who is injured, is even more catastrophic. Diogo Jota, Naby Keita, Joel Matip, Joe Gomez, James Milner, Virgil van Dijk. Look, at any one time, these guys are the starting lineup. And when you lose the starting lineup, 
then you've got problems when you're playing teams like Manchester City, Manchester United. And look, Man City went through their injuries, don't get me wrong. But right now, they've got Gundogan, who's injured, uh, but he's potentially back on the 21st of the month. Uh, uh, and Nathan Ake's out. Um, they're very, very fit right now. And, and that is perfect for them, timing-wise. United, I mean, if you look at their injuries, Pogba, Cavani, Van der Beek, McTominay, Anthony Martial, and Phil Jones. <laughs> I mean, and you wonder why they're having a bit of an up-and-down time right now. I mean, Pogba's not scheduled to even be ruled in to look at till the beginning of March. Uh, Cavani, Van der Beek, uh, not till the 21st of February. McTominay and Mar Martial uh, later on next week, or this week actually tomorrow, uh, potentially, depending on fitness. Phil Jones had a knee injury and an operation, and uh, much like Virgil van Dijk, he, he will not be back this season. So... Injuries, catastrophic. By the way, I didn't mention uh, Crystal Palace, of course, including Wilfred Zaha, who are out. Uh, they think only a week or so, but, but you know, Connor Wickham, Wilfred Zaha, uh, Schlupp, MacArthur, McCarthy. Uh, again, if Nathan Ferguson, if you are Crystal Palace, those are players you cannot afford to be without. So that's what's made this season so weird. You take the schedule, you take the injuries, you take uh, the COVID lockdowns, you take the lack of fans and the um, uh, dilution of the home field advantage, I suppose is the way to put it. And you start to look at a season really unique in its format. And last season was unique to a degree. But remember, we paid, played up till February or so on a normal schedule with fans without interruption. And yeah, then we had that extended lockdown, which in many respects gave teams that were injured, that were worn down, that were ground down uh, to the quick an opportunity to reconfigure themselves and to refresh themselves. So yes, last season was odd. And Liverpool pretty much had the season in the bag by February. Much like I might add, Manchester City have the season in the bag by February right now on this side. The difference is, is the inconsistencies in the season are just astounding. Absolutely astounding. Do I think we're going to see it again like this? Probably not. Do you hold guys like Jose Mourinho? Do you hold guys like Jurgen Klopp accountable? I think it's such a hard thing to do. I mean, Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, in many respects, in a normal season, he would have been fired on the 20th of December when they lost 2-1 away at Goodison and had only won four times in the league. But the, the team stuck by him, recognizing they had a decent manager with a vision. Maybe they hadn't supported him with enough quality, but they recognized that this was a season unlike other and did others and didn't make that shocking move. Again, we talk about this at Wolves, where, quite honestly... I think uh, uh, coming into the match against Arsenal at Molyneux, uh, um, they were going to make a managerial change. Nuno Espirito Santos was, 
more than on the chopping block, but then it's gone, you know, three matches unbeaten, and everyone says, ooh, whew, lucky we didn't make that change. The one team I'm still not sure that isn't going to make a change is Newcastle United. In 12 matches, they've won two, drawn two, and lost eight. Uh, and that is unacceptable when you're Newcastle United. But if you look around at the league, you know, who do you hold accountable? Is it the manager? Uh, you know, so, okay, look. Jose Mourinho is Jose Mourinho. He he requires that special ingredients and special convergence of team, timing, press, media, all of these things that are quote-unquote intangibles. He requires all of these ingredients in his pot in order to come up with the best Mourinho recipe. I don't think he has that. He certainly doesn't have that right now. He certainly doesn't have a team that is Premier League winning caliber top to bottom do they have some incredible players yes unbelievable players harry kane son but you know gareth bale over the hill everyone's talking about it what's up with gareth bale you know is it injuries is it what what, what is it what's the problem well you know i suggest he's not a spring chicken anymore do you hold Mourinho accountable and can him Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe, like Chelsea, if Thomas Tuchel hadn't been available, maybe you wouldn't have signed Frank. Maybe you wouldn't have sacked Frank Lampard. So maybe it's going to depend which managers are available and who you really think can take the helm and make a difference at Tottenham Hotspur if you get rid of Jose Mourinho. I mean, that really is the question. On the other hand, you've got to look at Abramovich and the decision he made with Lampard and say, you know what, that was a good result since the 3-1 shellacking they took at Stamford Bridge at the hands of Manchester City in the six matches that uh, Tuchel has been in charge, or seven matches, because I think he was in charge at that match. He's only lost one, and the rest have all been wins with one draw. I mean, Chelsea have been looking much better culminating in a 2-0 victory at home against Newcastle United. So the question isn't, are we doing badly and should sack the manager? The question is, if we're doing badly, is it the manager's fault? And if it, if or if it isn't the manager's fault, who else is available? And depending on that availability, is it worthwhile making a change? And it's going to cost Tottenham thirty-eight million pounds to get rid of Jose Mourinho right now. Is that something that I think they're going to look at? I think they would be making a big mistake. I don't think you sack Mourinho unless he loses the locker room and the confidence of the players. And I don't think that that has happened here yet. It may, if you look at Mourinho's history. I mean, you know, this is a guy that likes to stir the pot. This is the guy that likes to create chaos. And out of chaos, bring that order in almost biblical fashion. But that's a rough ride for ownership, and that's a rough ride for fans. And I don't know how Mourinho really beds in being at the helm of something that isn't the biggest club around, the one with all the publicity, the one everyone's looking at. And it's certainly 
not the case right now with Tottenham Hotspur. Yes, they're a big club, but are they garnering as much attention as City, United, Leicester, Liverpool, blah, blah? I don't think so. All right, I'm going to go to break. I'll be right back with more right here, World Soccer Radio. Welcome back to the show. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, the American Forces Network, and if you miss any part of the show, you can catch us immediately at our conclusion at our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, check us out there. There are a lot of... A lot of other great podcasts. You definitely want to check us out and subscribe to us so that every time there's a new, sh- uh, we post a new show, since we're a daily show, it's very often you'll get notified or it'll download automatically and you can listen to it while you're in the car or at the gym or on the bulk or whatever it is you're doing. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. So the topic here has really been consistency. What a weird season we're having in the Premier League. And look, does it get weirder, for example, than Liverpool losing in the last two games by errors to probably the best and most consistent goalkeeper probably in the world right now in terms of Alisson Becker? Does it get weirder than that? Does it get weirder than Liverpool losing to Brighton, Hove, Albion? And Southampton and drawing Newcastle <coughs> and drawing West Bromwich Albion. Although, you know, Manchester City drew, drew him, uh, Manchester United drew him over the weekend. You can understand a loss to Leicester. You can understand a loss to City. Not that if you're a Liverpool supporter of recent years, you would accept a loss, but you can understand it. Their form, quality, these are good teams. Catch you in bad form and they have good form and, you know, you're in real trouble. So consistency is key. And Manchester City haven't lost a match since since the 21st of November. Do you see them going into a tailspin, a blip, a what have you? Uh, I certainly don't. They are largely completely fit. They are playing good football. They have a manager that's been there a good long time who is a world-class manager. They have a system. They have a belief. They've won a boatload of silverware. Uh, all they got to do is turn their attention to it, and they can win, and that's what they are doing. I don't suspect we will see any sort of a blip. And where we are right now, with a 10-point margin between Manchester City and Manchester United, they could even afford a blip. 16 points separate Liverpool and Man City. 10 points separate City and United. Finally, everybody's played in the top six the same amount of matches, so no one's sitting with a game in hand anymore. And what do we have coming up this weekend? Well, we have some huge matches. City are going to the Emirates to play Arsenal. United have what one might consider to be a trip to the ATM to pick up three points as they're going to host Newcastle United. Leicester City, they are facing a, they have a tricky, tricky away game at Villa Park. 
you know, Villa Park beat Arsenal. Aston Villa beat Villa, uh, Arsenal 1-0 at Villa Park. But then they lost to West Ham. So, you know, uh, it's a little streaky. One would think Leicester City should win that match. Chelsea have a trip to Southampton. I don't see them losing that game. West Ham United play Tottenham. Do I see them losing that game? That smells like a draw to me. Uh, David Moyes, Jose Mourinho battle has draw with a capital T built, written all over it. Don't look to that match for fireworks. I don't think you're going to get it. And Liverpool have a Merseyside derby against Everton at Anfield. Means less these days. And Liverpool coming off a midweek away away defeat that they... No, they didn't lose. They administered the defeat, an away victory uh, against Red Bull Leipzig. One might look at that, not conceding a goal. Terrific. Scoring two. Terrific. Maybe, maybe that's what they need. And, you know, we shouldn't forget the big changes that Liverpool made for that game yesterday in terms of lineups. Ozan Kabak, the new centre-back they signed, looked very good. By the way, everyone was looking at Upa Meccano on Red Bull Leipzig because he's a player everyone's been linked with, including Liverpool. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, uh, Andy Robertson. In the midfield, a little different. They had uh, Curtis Jones, but they had uh, Wijnaldum, uh, Thiago, up front, Salah, uh, Firmino, and Mane. And they get goals from Salah and Mane. So that's what you're going to look for. Normal service resumed. We've seen this before with Liverpool. Is this going to continue? And by the way, if you want to talk about bizarreness of the seasons, we don't. you don't have to look any further than what happened in the other game yesterday in the Champions League when Barcelona got absolutely murdered by Paris Saint-Germain and a hat-trick by Kylian Mbappe. And that is going to be something really interesting. Where does he go at the end of the season? I don't think he's staying at PSG. Is it City? Is it Liverpool? It may be either one of those. I wouldn't be shocked if this guy goes to England. But, you know, you had a battle of the big boys in this game. You had Messi scoring a penalty, and then you had Mbappe scoring three goals, and Moise Keane getting one more. Well, getting one more before Mbappe's last one. A terrific match. A shocker in Spain. Now they're going to go back to Paris Barcelona going to have to come from behind. I don't think they're going to do it. Is this PSG's year? Again, weirdness, oddness, changes, difference. PSG been looking to win the Champions League as their most important goal. All right, let's look back and see how I did over the weekend on my picks. I promise you I would do this. Um, so I want to be a man of my word. Uh, it's not particularly... Um, it's a little bit embarrassing because I didn't do that well. So let's start with the Saturday matches, shall we? And let's start with the one match that I can guarantee you uh, I got wrong, which was Aston Villa. Oh, actually, I tell you what. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's start with the uh, the match on the 13th. Liverpool-Leicester. I said Liverpool. Bookies' favorites were going to win. They did not. Leicester winning that game three goals to one. 
uh, big mistake by Alison Becker causing the problem there. Crystal Palace Burnley, I said this was going to be a draw. Burnley, away from home, doing a number on Palace. Again, I mentioned Palace's injuries earlier on in the show, even this segment, and I think that's where you're going to see a problem. If I'm not mistaken, Crystal Palace right now have nine first-team squad members injured. Yep, they have the most injuries of any team in the Premier League. I shouldn't have been surprised. I should have checked the physio room. Man City, Tottenham, I had Man City, and they did win that. And Aston Villa, Brighton, I had that one as a draw. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that was unsurprisingly a draw. So if you took my, my word for it, you would have got plus 235, and you would have been very happy. All right, Southampton, Wolves, I had that one as a draw. And it most certainly wasn't as Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, pardon me. I had Wolves winning that one away at plus 200. Good. So I got that one right. Okay, I feel better now. Uh, West Brom, Man United. I had United. That was a draw, so I got that one wrong. Arsenal, Leeds. I had uh, Leeds United for the upset. I said this was the upset of the weekend, but look for a lot of goals. Well, I was right about the goal fest. It was six goals, but Arsenal did win it. So uh, no go there. And Everton, Fulham. I said look for Everton. Fulham going to Goodison, getting a big win. By the way, bodes well for Liverpool visiting Goodison for the Merseyside derby. So I got only one match right on Sunday. On Monday, Leeds Crystal Palace. Uh, pardon me, Leeds Crystal Palace. What am I talking about? I'm looking at the wrong week. Uh, West Ham, Sheffield United. I said take West Ham. They did, in fact, win. And Chelsea, Newcastle. I said take Chelsea. They did win. So I got one, two, three, four. Ooh, I got one, two, three, four. I got four out of ten. 40% failing grade. I deserve a failing grade. Uh, so I apologize if you put some money on my picks. I know you're cursing me under my breath, under your breath. And so I apologize in advance, but you can't get them right all the time. The upsets were fast and furious. I mean, <laughs> Man United going to West Brom, going to the Hawthorns and getting a result. But look, I've been saying this about Man United, you know, that... This is a team that likes to play a little bit on a knife edge. And to have Cavani and <laughs> Cavani and Martial both being injured. And as of today, by the way, the words are not good. Scott McConaughey Scott McTominay and Martial and Cavani are definitely not going to be um, good for the next match. And certainly Pogba will not be. However, they play Newcastle. So timing, very good for United there. Uh, having said that, of course, they did just get a draw against West Brom. But mm, they play Newcastle at home. Even with the injuries, you still have to favor United. But don't worry, we'll get into a full match preview as we get a little bit closer to the weekend and some of the matches coming up. We do have a match on Friday, and I'm going to pull up as I speak the odds for that, courtesy of our presenting sponsor, uh, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Let's take a look at what they have for the match right now. And let's go. By the way, they got so much stuff to bet on. It's super fun. I love I love. Uh, this site and this company, terrific company. Okay, uh, Wolves lead. Wolves are favorite at plus 152. Leeds are plus 186. Interesting. 
and the draw plus 220, I really have to say, um, let's take a look at who they think is going to get uh, the number, who's going to get the goals here. Do we have first goal? Tackles, head-to-head, -head, assists, tackles, uh, passes, shots on goal, shots. These are all some of the really cool um, prop bets you can make on this. Uh, let's take a look at who the favorites are for the goals. Would be uh, Bamford for Leeds, a plus 150. Silver for Wolves and uh, Jose for Wolves. So those would be the three players most likely to score. But look, I'm going to take Wolverhampton Wanderers for this one. I think they are having a little bit of a rebound. They're doing a little bit better, and uh, I really wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. Uh, it is at, uh, I did say it was at Molyneux, right? Let's check it out. Where is it? Yep, it's at Molyneux. I'm going to think, I'm going to take Wolves on this one, despite Leeds putting up a good fight, although, again, losing to Arsenal. But they do play great football, this Bielsa side. An absolute joy to watch. All right, I am just about out of time this segment. Just a reminder, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time. Then again, uh, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. For all you early birds out there, be sure to check me out. And if you'd like to talk to me, have a question, a comment, a concern, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can send me a tweet at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Or you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I do post less on Facebook than on Twitter. But the one cool thing about Facebook is every show that we do, every podcast that gets released, of course, gets uploaded to Facebook and Twitter. But, you know, we do get some nice dialogue going on in the comments section on, on uh, uh, Facebook underneath the posting of that particular podcast notification. So I uh, hope you join me there online. Uh, but meanwhile, stick around. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We do just kind of have a general discussion about global soccer, the game, thoughts, comments, concerns. Love to hear from you. It is a season unlike any other. It is a season unlikely to be repeated in its format. We're probably not going to get another season where you have this many crazy and wild swings in the Premier League. Interestingly enough, the Champions League seems to be kind of shaking out into a more traditional role. Part of that, of course, is the vastly fewer matches they play in the Champions League. Partly because most of the teams that make it to the knockout round in the Champions League, most, but not all, tend to have bigger and deeper squads. Are we going to see a repeat from Liverpool? Are we going to see... Barcelona come back from behind. What are we going to see in the Champions League? Well, next week we have Atletico play Chelsea, Lazio play Bayern Munich, Atlanta, Real Madrid, Gladbach are hosting Man City. If I have to pick a favorite today, right now for the Champions League, I'm going to say Bayern Munich, probably my favorite to win. No great surprise. They seem to win uh, an awful lot of everything. Uh, don't count Man City out. Uh, 
But I just think now they're top of the Premier League. They're looking at another Premier League title. I mean, we've said this over the last two seasons. Is this something that City are no longer interested in? They've won it so many times. Are they now interested in only the Champions League? Well, I think our questions have been answered. And I think at the end of the day, this Manchester City team had a lot more balls and guts than we gave them credit for. A lot more mental strength than I tell you what. I take my hat off to Pep Guardiola and uh, the boys on the other side of Manchester because what a what a terrific team. What an absolute study in professionalism they have been. All right, that's been the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'll speak to you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific. Until then, cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.